Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ooh, the goss is hot, hot, hot this week. We've got a little sisterly catch up to talk about, all, you know, all the gigs, gigs and things, gigs and gigs. And of course, our Druck 3 catch up segment, Drag Race, we okay? Ooh, and some thought provoking DMs. We thank you for Honey. all of your emails, letters, and Pro- correspondences. Those thoughts poked and provoked. And at the end of the day, the dolphins and the dolphins and the scentbirds are all here to listen to us play in the sweet, sweet waters of the hot goss. So that's right. Let's get into it. Let's go for a swim. No diving. No diving. Forever. Oh, ooh, ooh! Oh my gosh, is that is that nutmeg? Um, fresh grated nutmeg, yeah, to bring out the flavor of the greens. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you misheard me. Is that nut, comma, meg? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it, does, that- it does. It does give me that glow. <laughs> I was asking my friend Meg if that was um if that was. If she had a nut allergy. Um, I know that you don't have a nut allergy, Willem. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Cashew? (laughs) Cashew. No, I want Uh, the cash from you first before the nut. (laughs) Cash you. Cash me. (laughs) (laughs) We want to welcome you. I would burn myself on this induction cooktop. Oh. I didn't know what was on. (laughs) We want to take this moment to welcome you back for yet another steaming, steaming, scalding, serving of hot gong. The hot goss. This is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip and politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs. DMs. Girl, let's get into some... Hot God. Evil race chaser be like, <laughs> let's get out of some cold truth. Let's neck let's not get out of some. <laughs> let's not. Okay, have you have you seen this meme of somebody running in like um like a big puffer coat and then um a goose chasing after them with the caption, what the fuck is your coat stuffed with? <laughs> That's really funny. It got me for some reason. And maybe just because it's cold and rainy and freezing here. And um, much much like our friend who lost her bird, a tempest of weather. Her bird still ain't back, and now the bitch has an alias. What? Mm-hmm. Miss Tempest, how- her season seven sister. Did someone like break into her home and steal the bird? The bird escaped, and then um, this lady found the bird and tried to sell the bird, and that's how Tempest found out about it. Now, back when I used to sell bird, that's not how we did it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what do we yeah. like? What do we do? The police are involved. The lady's like evading oh the police because she already has a warrant out. Um, that's horrible yeah. keep your cocks and, and all um, avian life locked up at home cause you never know who's gonna steal it 
how's the tea, darling? <laughs> Honey, the tea is steeped and scalding. Uh, is it oblong or how, how do you say that? It's oblong. English breakfast, loose leaf, actually. And we're oh, not like are loose. We're not speaking in euphemisms like about some piece of really hot gossip. I'm literally pouring, I'm like preparing my actual English breakfast tea right now because it's early, early morning. She transposed this song so it's in a lower key. Ow, Miss Barista, how you steep so good. And I'm wearing a Nebraska Thunderfuck blouse. Oh. Limited edition. Nice? Everybody looks good in black and white. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, uh, there is so much buzz regarding our Halloween hit. Both parts are out. It's called Drag Slash Murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. I, I thought read, it was I, a Halloween boo, but that was people booing. <laughs> so sorry. Wow. Thanks. Well, so it much. did make me feel at home uh, <laughs> hearing those noises. Incredible support. <laughs> I felt like um, I was on stage <laughs> anywhere, really. Well, I, I read for multiple parts and I was assigned Miss Hollywood and Vine, which yes. felt, felt like a coming home to me of sorts. Um, yes. <laughs> It was a wonderful show. I listened to it and I realized I wouldn't find out that who who had who done it um, until next week or this week when I listened to the second part. So I still haven't heard. But um, my bet yes. is I think that the bald queen comes back to life and kills everybody. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, you'll you'll have to give it a listen. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who uh, who lended their voice and their talents because we have a superstar ultra cast everybody everybody who's anybody we got the boom boom gun on the flight attendant absolutely (laughs) excuse me sir and i do mean (laughs) sir sir (laughs) um i really think i think that gia the flight attendant needs a spinoff and just needs a whole a whole show that's just like a fictional story of like her journey and her life. I think I it's going it to be happening. in the works. Um, uh, the response we has been work. really great. Um, and it's a bit of Halloween fun. I think Halloween allows us to get a little, you know, wild and satirical and, and um, I, what? And girls need new hollow girls need new music to perform to anyway. And, the the hits that are coming out of it, such as workroom, um, work room, work room, work room, walk walk work work room, work work room. The songs are good. These these five second Honey, long songs. You may get slapped with a lawsuit. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> Rupert's Drag Jays, paint your face, girl. You know how you change the melody, so because RuPaul's Drag goes. RuPaul's Drag Race goes, RuPaul's Drag Race. The notes go up. So Rupert's Drag Chase. Rupert's Drag Chase. So it's... Yeah, it's the inversion of it. Also, I think that um, we might have a little uh, a new game on our hand, Wheel of Fortune Feimster, if we can <laughs> if we can just catch her and then tie her down and make sure, give her a drama means so she doesn't get dizzy. Who wants to see a million shares? We should actually do that show. Yes, we in, should, bitch. In, Who would not want to see that? Share herself would see it. You can't you can't play the game. Like, it's a trivia game, and it could be trivia about anything or, or share trivia, but everyone, for no reason, is dressed as different iterations of share. I'm here I come for this. Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. I w- <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> uh and a huge thank you to Jackie B. What? And, it's Calvin Klein. Uh, <laughs> a dress. It looks like underwear. <laughs> um go put something on over it. Duh, I was just about to uh <laughs> sheer marabou wrap with ostrich trim. Her, it, um, she she comes down she comes down the stairs and she's like, "Yes, daddy." There's a meme that's like when when he doesn't text you when he goes to you for two weeks and then suddenly texts you sup at four in the morning, you yes daddy. <laughs> 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 ah! 
I don't I I don't remember the last time I've called a guy daddy. I I I don't think I have. You prefer father. <laughs> I prefer guardian. <laughs> <laughs> You're emancipated. Honey. <laughs> Honey. The, the emancipation of me. Um, um so that's our that's our segue word. Um, we are um, we're really um, professional so. broadcasters. That um, should be our next podcast. Um, so, um, so, um, so, um, um, so, um, we podcast now. <laughs> er, uh, you know, you go first. Uh, I was going to you thank going Jackie to thank B, Jackie. because really, she, as you can tell from from For inventing the- drag. The razor sharp wit of drag slash murder. She uh, she is to blame Thank for you. most of the writing. Um, she did the spell and check. So yeah. so uh, we're very grateful to her for like uh, helping us put the whole thing together. And I think the response has been really mm-hmm. great. And it's a bit of Halloween fun. And thank you everyone for listening. Uh, so very wait, good. you did a little uh, TV press gig in Dublin. Oh, honey. The morning show. I did. And were you Jennifer I got up Aniston? Before I am to get in drag. Oh my I was God. Bradley. Oh, you were they Bradley. They made me dye my hair. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you were Bradley. You're secretly a lesbian. Um, how did that, how was it? Did you, did you feel like Katie Couric? It was great. I love getting up early anyway and being beautiful. And then at the last minute, I made a decision to put my hair into space buns. And honey... Look how cute. Oh, uh, okay. Your cosplaying me for the news. Oh, oh. yeah. You invented <laughs> space buns. I forgot. Did the, <laughs> did the viewers get confused? Did they keep no. calling you Ms. Thunderfuck? No, um, because you weren't allowed to use obscenities. It's morning TV, darling. You should <laughs> Honey, this know is, that. This is the tel- This is television, darling. Clean yet, it up. Yet I did. I did anyway. And while I was still there, they had to apologize for my, my language. And I was like, "What did I say?" And they were like, "The B word." And I said, "That's how we say hello, darling. Don't try it." <laughs> morning television, but of course. I did sneak in some. I did sneak in some heavy innuendo. Um, and I, I gagged, I gagged the, the pundits who were seated. Um, so I was very proud of myself. Um, much like yes. when I was on house hunters and I said, Ooh, if I buy this place, I need that great big co- clock. Cause I love great big clocks, you know, oh, like just little things God. like that. Just to, just to invert the, the, what's it called? Uh, subvert the patriarchy that I don't know what any of that means, but I feel like I did it I think and I wasn't even did. on my back. I think. Wait, a break already? We haven't talked about Miss Ray Latre's um, tenth uh, annual toga party. Rainbow spotlight, rainbow spotlight. Listen to this song, please. Rainbow spotlight. Uh, this is a song by Billy Porter, a Pittsburgh's own Billy Porter, and it's called mm-hmm. Children. So why don't we go ahead and take a listen, and we'll be right back. Oh, yes, let's listen. And it was written by M-N-E-K and Jade. Her name is Jade. I went to her station. Rainbow Spotlight. Just 
This episode is brought to you by, who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable, Helix Sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if uh, lots, of, I love a Helix party, uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home, so that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good. I'm gonna say it again. That's HelixSleep.com/slash/drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag Drag. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Ooh, we are back. The Rainbow Spotlight the- song was sickening. I, honey, I live. Honey, I live. I breathe. So- I gag. Uh, wow, you have Billy Porcher's book. It's really, really good. It's, like, really um, sad in some parts, but it's, like, wonderful and inspiring. And it was enwrapped with a, a panty slash slingshot. Um, that's uh, my bookmark. Yeah. It's, does your it's hotel room... Book. Does your hotel room floor just look like um, in a movie where they pan across the floor and it's like men's trousers and a necktie and a a lingerie bra? Like, um, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the beginning of a movie that shows, oh, they just had sex. Yeah. Um, No, because I I cleaned a little because someone had to come in and show me how to work the stove because there's a stove here, but there's no phone. So I couldn't call the front desk to ask. So I had to call corporate. And then they're like, which location are you at? I'm like, I'm at the one in Dublin. They're like, which Dublin one? And I was like, really? And they're like, well, which kind of stove do you have? I'm like, it's a two burner and there's no name on it. Um, Like you should have instructions on how to work the stove. If there's these weird electronic buttons and no phone in the room. That's wild. I know, but I, I figured it out, made some eggs. I'm happy. I'm nourished. These am- are the thing. How long do you spend in each city? Uh, basically a week. Okay. Well, that's nice. But yeah. at least you get to like get your footing and kind of, you know, hang out in one spot. I only do but fingers, not feet. These, <laughs> these are the things though about international travel that really get you. Just things you would never expect. Like, oh, I'm in a hotel room. There's a stove. 
There's no phone. Okay. You look for it, and then you're like, there's got to be a phone somewhere. I'm just so stupid, I can't find it, right? And then you're like, nope, this isn't you, Willem. You are stupid, but there's also no phone. These are the things that you just don't expect to happen uh, that just come, uh, that it's international travel. Honey, I love it. Also, no outlets on any of the available walls. There's one behind (laughs) the sink, but they're hidden behind like this little nook on the side of the bed. Where I'm like, mm. oh, great idea. But put a sign. Like, yeah. give me that bright blue sign in the Lady Gaga palette eyeshadow and say, Honey, outlets sign from here. above. Sign from below, yeah. side from side. Give me a sign in general. Something. Oh my God, Raya's party looks so fun. I have such FOMO from missing out. You performed. Yes. Viva Las Raya and then Beautiful Night for a Breakdown. And the yes. lyrics just hit me so much because you said, it's not my party, but I'll cry if I want to. It wasn't your party. It was my other best friend's party. And yeah. and I'm sure somebody cried at the end because it was over. It looked yeah. so fun. All the dolls came out assembled. Fully uh, assembled. It was really fun. And that's the thing that stuck with, like, Raya asked me if I would, like, perform at, uh, her toga party and I was like sure yes of course and then the night came around and it was like and then I saw the flyer come up and it was like showtime midnight and I was like oh god I'm old oh god I'm in I'm old and I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a musical theater production in rehearsals oh god how am I possibly going to do it but you know what for Rhea Latre, I I will do it and so I drove down there and I was in full drag at midnight I went on stage. I had a great time. And then I immediately, pretty much immediately after I got off stage, I, I went, peace, peace out. And I went to my car and I drove home and uh, and I got up and I went to rehearsal. But the thing about Rayla Latrey, and this is, I think, this is, I think, her magic, is that she is able to bring together such an amazing fierce, beautiful, fun grouping of people. Because as soon as I walked in there, it was like, oh my God, oh my God, someone I love. Oh my God, someone else I love. Oh my God, all these people. Uh, So it was so great to see everybody. And it was amazing. And Raja Raja in a wheelchair. (laughs) Raja was not in a wheelchair. She did part of my world in a wheelchair. She was on a stool. Don't get it. Do not say that she was in a wheelchair. She was on a stool as a mermaid. Oh. And then she stu- okay. She did the whole song. I wasn't there. I was, I'm just going down the she, octave. She did the whole song, Part of Your World. Um, and then at the end, she stood up. It was very triumphant. I felt like I was seeing one of those West Hollywood moments that you ju- that are just legendary, that you just remember and hear about seeing that. Le- legendary, honey. Like, uh, it looks yeah, so fun. Yeah. I wish I could be there. Um, now, I know, we missed were, you. Were there any Dragula girls there? Oh, these Dragula girls. Oh, my God. You never know what they're going to do. Oh, my God. Fake blood everywhere. Oh, bugs. <laughs> Eating bugs. Oh, my God. Um, Razor blades in their vaginas. Oh, you never know what these Dragula girls are going to do. Uh, I've been watching Dragula, and it's fabulous. Yeah, Great I've been... I've been trying to catch little clips here and there of J. Jolie and Bitter Betty and all the girls. Um, now, I haven't seen all of it, so I'm doing my best to keep up with it on Mom News because. Live at five, Big Dipper and Meatball are doing reviews of season four of Dragula every Friday on Sloppy Seconds. Now, so if you need to do a little is, recap fix, this is big news because Dragula is bigger than ever and better than ever. And Meatball is coming from experience because Meatball was on Dragula. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. knows a thing or two about some spooky uh, kooky. Oh my God, these Halloween drags. Oh my God, I never know what I'm going to see. See, to me, drag is about beauty, it's about glamour, and it's about entertainment. Invoking the feminine mystique, Summer's Madison. Uh, it's about rhinestones and it's about beauty. And these Dragula girls, I never know what they're going to do. If cockroaches are going to crawl out of the, oh my God. Uh, 
<laughs> they call them palmetto bugs. I love this season. Uh, and I just want to say, Astrid Aurelia is truly now my drag daughter because she oh. had a full on level 10 meltdown, meltdown tantrum freak out mm-hmm. on the latest episode. And I feel for her in that moment. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad I paved the way for us to have a way of just calling this what it is, which is, you know, it's a tantrum. It's a panic attack. It's a, you know, it, it's a it's an unpleasant moment that unfortunately there was a camera crew there for. So just fucking be nice to Astrid. That's my drag daughter. She's cool as fucking really nice. Yeah, I thought she was great at that pageant. Let her have a tantrum if she wants. <laughs> Let her Leave cry. Her and, and Big Dipper, you better be nice on the pod. I'm very nice because I know I don't do drag. So I just talk about like entertainment and like how they put the TV show together. I don't really do a lot of drag critique because I don't have anything to stand on when it comes to that. Um, well, some of those girls shouldn't be doing drag either. <laughs> drag is art and art is subjective. <laughs> To what? Uh, no, that's what the Boulay <laughs> brothers say. But you ain't never seen Dragula in your life. No lie. Yes, I did. I saw. I saw. Pretend to be spooky girl. You ain't never seen Dragula. Listen, I saw an episode or two. Actually, I mean, um, I saw episode two when I was on it. <laughs> oh my god! But I watch everything on Instagram that the girls post. Yes. Astrid also had a really great uh, meme that I, I hope someone makes a meme of it. And she's like, she, someone was like, to me, drag is about entertainment. And Astrid was like, sometimes my drag is entertaining. Sometimes it isn't. <laughs> Which I just think is like a really iconic thing to say. <laughs> and I want to say that constantly. Um, should we? I'm thinking oh. it right now. Well, oh, already another ahead. break? Let's, sometimes our breaks are entertaining and sometimes they're not. So um, why don't we go ahead and take a break and we shall return. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. Now, in case you're wondering, in case you're wondering, there are no telephones in the hotel. However, there are two electrical outlets. They are located underneath the bed, uh, at the foot of the bed, and not the bed that you sleep in, the flower bed, which is outside. Please enjoy your stay. (laughs) Please back up from the nest camera. State your business. Uh, this is drag. grab your tea and because it's high tea time, honey. Because this is mm-hmm. the segment where we speak about Drag Race UK or Druck, if you want to call Druck. it. Druck three. Mm-hmm. Um, Druck three. A woo. We're just doing a little recap in these girls in the tip spot. This episode is called Drag Lexla, and yes. there was some chat online from what I'd seen um, about. Uh, people being perturbed that they feel like this is being Americanized in certain ways. Oh. Like, tell me instead of I, in, I don't in, in the mini challenge, instead of it being, you know, when it was dancing with the dogs, it should have been strictly come dogging or strictly. We talked about this. Remember Strict, strictly dog dancing. Yeah. That kind of thing. Touch me in the Uh, so the mini challenge I only know one line of that song sorry that song bangs that's Mm -hmm. Diana Ross 
Yes, that Sorry. is the boss. Um, results. Okay, results. So the the bitch ball part two, the mini challenge. The girls are going. <laughs> they got a dog or doggy handler drag, and they ran an obstacle course in the workroom. This is yeah. useless. This has nothing to do with drag. This is filler. They're like, oh, what can we do that's quick? Um, let's do one of the other challenges, but make them dress as dogs. Let's take a little bit of season four, and then we'll take a little bit of that um, challenge where they ran around and hit their nuts with uh, golf balls. So, like, okay, it's a it's very grab baggy, and it yeah. feels rushed. It feels hodgepodge. And I'm not talking vinegar strokes. Hodgepodge queen. She is the hodgepodge queen. Uh, well, okay, but in in their defense, uh, not all you know, not all drag has to be the height of you know cultural significance. And yeah, import. some of them would look better behind a fence. So, <laughs> some you know, sometimes drag can be just really stupid and pointless and frivolous and dumb, and especially when in a mini challenge. Is- when it is, it should at least be entertaining. Okay. Well, sometimes my drag is entertaining. Sometimes <laughs> my drag is entertaining, and sometimes it isn't. Um, the well, I d- well, I don't fully remember the mini um, challenge. So, so I d- was, um it was, so it was dumb. It was dumb. I don't. I, dumb so, so I guess it didn't like stand out in my mind. But I mean, it's fun dressing up like an animal to me. For me. Personally, every day. Uh, well, <laughs> I've been trying to get you two to dress up like dogs for two years. Well, you anyway, the right dog. Uh... <laughs> United. Um, Crystal and Scarlet uh... won the mini challenge, and um, they yeah. became team captains. And the girls had to do like an in-home smart assistant drag Lexa which they create an advertisement for the product and showcase the teams. Now, this is one of the other points of contention about stuff being Americanized. In America, we have infomercials. We all know them. We all know what they are. We had a challenge in season four with infomercials. Mm-hmm. England doesn't really have that as much. Oh, so snap. like These girls were coming from a completely different reference frame of jokes and like, you know, they didn't have like the Cher selling hair care or like the Liza selling caftans or Mariah saying, uh, we talked about this last time. I'm not doing it without a key light. You know, like they don't don't have that depth of of stuff to pull from. Um, Because... Because their television has actual programming rather than yeah. just rampant, constant advertising, Fluff. like American TV. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I didn't even think of that. Well, okay. Neither well, did okay. I. I read it online, but I agree with it. <laughs> well, to fill to fill you in, the teams break up into teams. Uh, RuPaul comes in for a walkthrough, and um. One of the queens is like, okay, so our device is going to be like, do you get tired of having to do your makeup every day? And then RuPaul is like, I've never done my makeup myself. (laughs) She's like, do you girls do that? (laughs) You foolish idiots. Oh, my God. Um, No. Well, I saw a meme that was like, I saw a meme that was like... uh, that was like RuPaul and Project Runway and then RuPaul and the Face Keeney. And it was like, we know that you've never done your makeup yourself. <laughs> um, when, and when you're not in drag because your makeup artist gets COVID and can't come to the down under. We know, girl. Sure. Um, but you know what? It's fine. A lot of people don't do their own makeup, but a lot of people do. So I understood that they were taking shouldn't. this angle. Uh- <laughs> um, Ru looks resplendent uh showing that poinsettia is never go out of style december come may silk um, flowers honey honey silk i think she's, i think she's trolling flowers. you she's trolling you honey i love a poinsettia out of context a non-holiday poinsettia sign me up i'm here for i love i love rupaul in this look i think she looks so classic so stunning. i love the guest judge we have leanne pinnock and um moschino Looking gorge, one of our little mixers. Hello, yes, 
Um, Leanne from Little Mix, amazing. And of course, Michelle Visage and Alan Carr as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the runway team, expensive, which just feels like, how many times have we done that? I don't know. I don't a know lot. It's, okay. Best drag, eleganza, expensive. They're all like, Expenny Henny. At least they they made it funny. Canada has great themes this year. Yeah. So this is uh, expensive look. So who stood out for you? For me, it's um, uh, definitely uh, Kitty Klotz a lot and um, and Teresa May. Her too. She was great. (laughs) Uh, Miss Teresa in all the fringe, honey, baby. I love the outfit. You like the um, fringe. And I like the fringe. And I think Vanity Milan looks sickening like a walking chandelier. I don't think yes. Charity Case looks expensive, but I like it. Unless she's supposed to be like dirty money. Is this covered in money? It's not. And if you get into the details of Charity Case's outfit, it's actually really exquisite. It's like encrusted with uh, gems and and stones and like jewels. Um, she looks like the demon guarding the treasure, but she wore all the treasure. <laughs> right. Gollum's little hooker sister. And they criticized her for sort of doing scary makeup because if she would have just done really, you know, really glam makeup, it would have been more unexpected and she probably would have, um, she probably would have performed better. I, I Do think, you think as- this is the episode where RuPaul read her. Because they haven't shown uh, what, that yet, and I'm waiting for it. Well, she she went, went home. home. She went home. Yeah. So, so it's not what the did episode. She read her? Oh, so the episode before this, um, RuPaul told Charity that she wanted to see more glam drag. She wanted to stop seeing her hairy ass and unshaven legs and stuff like that. She wanted something different. And Charity Case was heard on the mic walking back to Untucked or the the back room saying uh, if it was good enough for Vogue. Um, I don't need this, blah, 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 blah. And then RuPaul, when the girls came back out on stage, said to um, said to Charity before she sent anybody home, Charity, come forward. And she said, you don't, uh, so you think you're better than my show? You don't need this? Say it to my face, bitch. And they didn't air any of it, obviously. Oh but she read Charity and then uh, Charity was kept for one more episode. That's what I was told in April when I was told this tea, which was also when I was told that they filmed it in 10 days. And I was right. So, you know, fuck off, everybody. Um, (laughs) Fuck off, bussy. No transfers for this bus line. Um, I was right. Bussy, the invitation continue. I think we should have her on. uh, Me too. Oh, I I want her on. Because I want my apology live on this pod. (laughs) Well, hold on. I want to talk about what I think of the runways. Okay. Um, I agree that River Medway looked really resplendent and really beautiful representing her culture. And I have to say that Scarlet Harlot, I think her interpretation of this was really great. Um, sort of an executive. Um, she's in the white. Oh, you like, love pants, pants bitch. You love a pants. I pant. do, I do yeah, love yeah, pants yeah. suit and I love fur. And I think she's I don't think it's giving full Miranda Priestly, but I think it's just giving like sort of, you know, like um, affluent, like rich cunt, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, I like I think white is a power color. Definitely. Right. Um, beautiful. And Kitty's hair. Oh, so good. Beautiful. Now, as far as the commercials go, this was one of those moments which we live for on Drag Race when RuPaul is just like, None of this was good. Yeah. Everything is garbage. You all are horrible. We love those moments. Literally, when she they said cut... there will be no winners. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Honey. All are punished. No. Um, like, bend the... over so I can whip y'all. It was the editing was really, really brutal because it was like the end of the commercial aired, and both times the judges were just like, hmm. Nooch. It, Nooch is this? Nooch. Is this? And and the critiques were sort of like we've seen it all it's before. A thing. We we've seen all of this before, but it's like, but it's okay, but it's the same challenges before. Get some new fucking the, challenges then. 
there's a new yeah. there's an infomercial with- every single time I, I it's i i get i don't know is this is this a symptom of you know the the season was shot in a really fast you know yes schedule yes Do you think that it's symptomatic of that that like well, of course they're not churning out top-notch work because they're like literally banging out the they whole. They don't have days off. Day. They they don't have any days off either. Right. Like you need a chance when after you've been a drag three or four times, your your neck alone is crying for you. Don't shave me, please. Don't shave yeah. me. Oh yeah. And the then your alone. brain your brain is also saying, turn off for a moment. Go to bed without worrying about yeah. what time you need to wake up tomorrow. You know, That's and I, I realize that a lot of people wake up with an alarm every day, but like do, doing this in a competition setting and it's taxing on your your brain and yeah. it's showing. These girls are worn thin and the material that they're given is even thinner, especially when their point of references aren't there for what RuPaul expects to be entertained by. And Michelle yeah. doesn't help either. Just giving bitch face the whole time. <laughs> But she's drawn that way. Uh, so well, the bottom two yeah. end up being Charity and, and Scarlett, who were mm-hmm. also the names given when the girls had to um, finger their executioner on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so Charity hit the house and Scarlett gets to stay in the competition. Hey, big spender. I'm the voice of Bond, darling. I'm the voice of Bond, darling. I'm sorry, Tina Turner. Tina, I think you're a lovely girl. I love her to the bits. But darling, she doesn't have the range. Have the range. Adele, oh. I think she's a lovely girl. She doesn't have the range. Shirley Bassey, I think she's a lovely girl. She just doesn't have the range. Uh, <laughs> Shirley. This, um, uh, yeah. Well, it's still an entertaining season. Um, so check it out on WoW Presents or um, on TV in the UK. Um, Girl, how about this? My Paramount Plus has been charging me since May, and I went to go look up my login. I don't have one. They they wouldn't tell me, so I don't even know how to cancel it. What? Girl, I know. Just just pick up your hotel phone and just give them a (laughs) call. Oh, shit. Fuck you, bitch. I'm going on a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Bye. You're back. Everybody get back and get in the cave. Everybody, Everybody get, in the, get cave. in the cave. Single file. It's a cave. <laughs> this is the uh, time where we go spelunking. Spelunking. Deep inside. This first message comes from Bambi. Hello, Big Dipper. No, that is a bird, not a deer. Do deers make noises? bird. Oh they my god! There's a chi- there's a squirrel on my on my porch outside. Baby, that's your brown hair from Monday night. <laughs> I saw that rat's nest, squirrel's nest. There were really squirrels living in a rabid squirrels. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Why don't you read this message from Bambi? Hello, Big Dipper, Willem in Alaska, longtime listener, first time caller, Willem. Regarding your comment about British toilets splashing your bum hole. A bit too vigorously, my brother, William, told me over over family dinner that this is colloquial known as a mermaid's kiss. I thought that might tickle you, so wanted to share. Speaking of bumholes, if I ever become a drag king, my name would be Bo Bumhole, after the legendary dandy Bo Brummel. I already got the insta handle. And speaking of drag kings, may I shout out the amazing Bojangles, who I saw on the Noir Tour at Clapham Grand. Support your local kings and queens, London. I have tickets to see you both next June. It's July. I cannot wait. Until then, keep on potting. Hugs and kisses. Bambi Savage from Croydon. Uh, she a, got all the names. Bambi yeah, Savage. I, um, Bo, Bo Brummel, I know, was... He's name-dropped in Gypsy. Then that bum will be Bro Brummel. Oh, uh, now I'm smooth and shabby. It's the song that... um. David Burke is singing Gypsy. What is it? Uh, Tulsa. Tulsa's song. That's really funny and and really smart to, you know, grab the Instagram handle. Somebody grabbed Alaska Thunderfuck. Somebody grabbed Alaska 5000. Somebody grabbed fucking 
every possible Alaska name, which is why I'm stuck with the only Alaska 5000. But more about that <laughs> at another time. Um, this mermaid's kiss thing. I know that a <laughs> Neptune's kiss is when the turd um, Ugh, causes God. causes enough of a splashback that it that the water repels up to one's boom, um, and oh. and wets it. That's that's a Neptune's kiss. <laughs> a mermaid's kiss. I don't know about that, but it could be. It definitely could be. It sounds like a similar thing. Well, m- well, that's. I feel like the the water from the flushing is like water from all angles. So maybe yeah. maybe a gaggle of mermaids kissing. Honey, yeah. Or a dazzle. Mer- mermaid spitting on you. Mm-hmm. That's very in vogue right now. Okay, the next message comes from E. Uh, longtime listener, first time caller. I want y'all's hot take on lesbians at gay bars. I'm a 22-year-old lesbian who's very femme, and many people assume I am straight. That doesn't bother me usually. I'm happy with how I present my gender. I went to college in Austin, Texas, and became a regular at a weekly local drag show at Oil Can Harry's. Hey, Oil Can Harry's! After the show, my friends... Exactly. My friends and I, gay man, me, and straight girl ally, go to the other gay bars on that street. About 50% of the time I'm at a gay bar, I have someone come up to me and ask me why I'm here. Every time has been a white gay man. Maybe they assume my friend and I are our gay best friend, but why would that matter? I thought maybe it was the Texas thing, but the same thing happened to me in Chicago this past weekend. I was even there on Lesbian Visibility Day and a certain Rue girl hosting the show asked all lesbians to raise their hands. I did and screamed with the crowd and she pointed to me and said, girl, no, you're clearly just confused. I get that maybe she was trying to be funny, but it felt invalidating in the place where I should feel the most validated. It ruined my vibe for the rest of the show. Is there a way I can prevent this? Uh, Dipper, are you Googling when Lesbian Visibility Day was and who was at Roscoe's on that day? <laughs> I can't. Girl, it was Nasha. She's trying there, to be funny, probably. Is there a way I can prevent this? There are literally only a handful of lesbian bars in the USA and none near me. I assumed gay bars were all were LGBTQIA plus friendly, but it doesn't always feel that way when it's run by instagays. Any advice? I don't have any pics because I don't have a dick. Sorry. Love you guys so much. You two have brought lots of laughs and light into my life from E. I'm very sorry that you have to deal with this. Yeah, I'm sorry she has to deal with it too. Um, I think of gay bars as spaces for gay people, which include lesbians, um, but they are predominantly sure. occupied by faggots um, a lot of the time. Yeah. And I, I get that some lesbians could feel unwelcome, especially when assumptions like that are made about them. But it's weird because like, I would have given anything to be able to pass for straight when I was younger. And this individual E can pass for straight, obviously, because people think that she is sometimes. And she's having the opposite problem. Um, Short of wearing a name tag that says, hello, my name is I'm a lesbian too. Leave me alone. (laughs) Like to prevent it. I don't know what you can do, honey, but um, I'm glad that you're not afraid to stick up for yourself. And you should have came up to that girl after who told you the thing about you're just confused and said, I know you were trying to be funny, but you're not. You stick to twirling and dancing and no one should ever give you a mic again or something like that. Like if, if she offended you, go offend her ass, you know, and make her make her known like that those kind of jokes aren't welcome and made you feel some sort of way in a spot that should have been a safe space. Um, and then give her a dollar and say, shut the fuck up, bitch. So, you know, <laughs> or give her the dollar first so she'll listen to you. Um, <laughs> but I... You know, I I, I don't know what to say in this in this point, because a lot of times we stereotypes drag queens joke about. And I do. I do all the time. I say if there's an emergency in a gay bar, just find a dyke. They know what's up, you know, and that's a stereotype. Some dykes don't know what's up and they then they aren't good with emergencies. Um, Right. And I think stereotypes happen and we joke about them. Sure. And I think the larger thing about this is like the the sort of the culture of being in a gay bar and a queer space that is on sort of sort of everyone to do their part, like to to go. I, I mean, I can't I can't imagine going up to someone I didn't know in a place in any place 
a gay bar, a restaurant, like anywhere and being like, why are you here? That is like the most like mortifyingly like ghastly thing to do, especially in a gay bar that's supposed to be a place of like inclusivity and like a safe space. You can't make assumptions about anyone's gender or sexuality or uh, like you like you can't because it makes you look like an asshole and it makes you an asshole like don't assume yeah you can but you just have to do it in your head and then realize that the words you're saying are rude if you say them and yes and it's not your fucking business and it's like and it also doesn't matter like whether she's a lesbian or not like like straight people are allowed to come to to gay bars okay. especially um hello especially that James Bond guy cuz he he just talked about that he goes to gay bars cuz it was an easier spot to pick up on women and he people left him alone well that's a message for another time but this uh the uh i've also i i also feel like um gay like White gay spaces well she mentioned like in insta gays which makes me think of like i don't I'm, there are certain like gay events that are very like the even if you're a gay even if you're a gay a gay male you can feel ostracized if you aren't a certain like type or look or like you can feel really invisible and not wanted so like I don't I think it comes down to just like the sort of the sort of culture and the sort of space that we want to create and I think that we should want to create a space of like inclusivity and like fierce and fun that's why honestly this Billy Porter book Unprotected he talks about how the gay world is just as racist as the normal world. And like, mm. I looked at this picture from um, that somebody posted of like Fire Island and I, my friend was in it and she was the only one looking at the camera, smiling and everybody else was white. And it was a picture from the Pines, like a Pines party. Mm. And you know, like it's the cis, the cis white privilege in the gay world is very active. You know, I worked for promoters for years when I was booking dancers that were like, you could have um, one literally said something really racist like you can have you need three white guys uh and then the rest can be ethnicities and i was like that wasn't the word he used but i was like really like every time like two Mm -hmm. one latin one asian one black Mm -hmm. like and it was it was one of those things where you're just like it doesn't have to be that why are you making it that just because you want to see that and you want to reinforce that and it wasn't that it was the promoter's rule it was that it was the club's rule you know like it was their mandate and like the club would have you know all white bartenders one black bartender you know it's that kind of thing it's it's racist the world is racist and it sucks and it's also um prejudiced against women and that sucks too but um, part of the change is having conversations like these and having those conversations and and making those changes so you know you changed your bangs too did you do that bang, on last break? Bang bang into the room, honey. I I wanted the Courtney Cox look uh, from screen. <laughs> Why don't you read the next message from Bradley? We're gonna skip one for time. Ooh, I hope it's the art of Bradley. Week. I love her. She's so pretty. Um, this comes from Bradley. Hey, Dolls and Dipper. Thank you for providing such amazing content. Looks like I'll be working from home permanently now, so your podcasts feel like I'm kicking in the office, but with people I actually like. My question is for Willem. Only Anally is my favorite song you've released. Vocally, you sound amazing. I'm a huge fan of Jizz and the Mammograms YouTube series. Everyone should check it out, though it's very dark humor, so be warned, which the song was featured in. I've always been curious how this collaboration came about. Please find an attached a pic of my dick and my booty by way of increasing my chances of getting an answer to the question. Much love. Hoping you are all back to being fully booked and blessed again soon. Bradley. Oh, Bradley, you're blessed. Damn. Bradley Jackson. Um, who knew? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Splay, well, it, honey. It looks like these pictures are being taken in a um, home gym, um, mm-hmm. which is great. Staying fit is uh, great for your heart and your mind. That jock um, barely fits with all that dick meat. 
right. burgeoning with all that, with all the genitalia bursting forth from the seams. Yes, it's a picture from above, a sign from above. Um, the shaft has been uh, uh, shaven up to Shorn. Shorn the shaft. base, mm-hmm. which is a great um, optical trick to make it even appear even longer than it is. Kind of like contouring. Now if, now, if you zoom in, you'll see there are two blisters on the right foot, on the pinky toe. Oh, I thought and you were the... going to say somewhere else. I was like, oh, shit. No. Okay. There's no blisters there. Two blisters. <laughs> I was like, I don't see any. Okay. Um, Two blisters on the foot? Well, mm-hmm. that's fine. Maybe she wears heels sometimes. Maybe. Who knows? At least she has all her toenails, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, whore. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh How dare you? <laughs> Don't so you mean. come for my vulnerability. Ugh. I, li- I have I like- all of them. And just one of them is half. Honey, <laughs> beautiful. Blistered Rude. but beautiful. Blistered <laughs> but beautiful. <laughs> my memoir. <laughs> and then the other picture, she's, le- she's you know, uh, she's, She's dressed like Bent a turkey. Over. She's splayed. You you think that her elbows are tied to her knees, you would think. And then she's also holding the phone. And mm-hmm. it looks like this she's looking no over her texting. shoulder for directions. You have a new to take. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. Um, a, a, a simple yeah. black jock strap. Um, the phone is in front of the face for anonymity purposes. And she is leaned right over that workout bench. Um, there seems mm-hmm. to be a palm feeling in good the from room. her head to her toes. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. She's got Plant a new life. attitude, new dress, new hat, <laughs> brand new ideas. As a yeah. matter of fact, um, mm. uh, what, what's Ryan Zipper hat? saying? <laughs> uh, Two minutes Zipper's... left, so let's oh. answer the question. Well, what <laughs> oh. was the question? Oh, see, let's we got distracted. Oh. <laughs> we got distracted. Honey, it happens to the best of us. Happens. Um, only anally came about because it was a wonderful Katy Perry song, and mm-hmm. I found out later that Katy does not appreciate my version of the song as much as she appreciated Boy's Bottom. I she knew every word to Boy's Bottom and Shout Down when we did it at a party, um, and she sang along <laughs> literally in the front. She knew every single word. It was such an honor. But, but this she one doesn't she, like only anally. No, because it's a parody of Unconditionally, which is a heartfelt song that she wrote. Um, and it's about wow. butt chugging and shoving alcohol up your ass. And it's in a crude cartoon. It's heartfelt. You feel it, it in your heart. I felt it. Um, the cartoon came about because Evil Jeff, who also um, edits, uh, uh, mm-hmm. he's the brilliant mind behind that tight as fuck edit. Um, mm-hmm. he's, blame it on the edit. Yeah, he's also the one. Very that funny, did, and I blame that on the edit. <laughs> he did... Um, the the Golden Girls one, I think, where it's all re-edited. Do you know that one? Which one I'm talking about? Yes, I do. So it's so hilarious and so not PC and wonderful. And he thought he was doing one of the episodes of Gem. And he thought of who else could do something that's this level of crass. And he thought of me. So I yeah. did it. And it's so wonderful. And um, I was honored to be in it. And then I was like, how about I really make this like a song and a video? I got to dress up as um, Stinger from Gem and the Holograms and do a video. It's like my only music video that I filmed in that studio, my first studio, which had no air conditioning on Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm, Um, Yeah. So it was a good time. I was young. Would I do it again? Certainly. I was glad to offend as many people as I did. Look it up. It's called Jizz and the Mammograms with one Z. Um, and it's it's amazing. And if you see me do it live, you can only catch me doing it once at each club because usually after I do it live, they ask me not to do it again <laughs> or not to come back. Oh wow! They everybody's always afraid I'm going to turn on the audience and spray them, but it's like no, it's just the act of the butt chugging, and then I'll go backstage or in the bathroom and expel the liquid. I'm not going to yeah. spray it at people. I'm not yeah. in the fucking. Um, dolphin show at SeaWorld. I'm not trying to get people wet at the club. Nobody likes getting wet at the club. Right. Ever. I mean, I, I get ha- wet at the club. I, um, I had a freak out when somebody wet me at a club at Night of a Thousand Alaskas. You. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, my my unit! 
We want to thank you so very much for listening to Do we? Hot Garage. Oh, uh, you Please can send, your send us your questions. Tell them. Oh, sorry. You were, um, you were froze, froze all. Oh, sorry. Send us your questions via email to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com slash helix drag. Oh dear. Uh, we all <laughs> we always have bonus video content available on patreon.com slash willem. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna fun continue stuff. to re- we're gonna continue to release some of that fun stuff, Patreon content from 2019 for free now on YouTube and 2020 since this year's almost over. So make sure you're subscribed to both my channel and Alaska's on YouTube. And if you hit the bell icon, you get notifications on when we have new videos. Woohoo! Yes, and you can follow us on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000, at Race Chaser Pod, and at Mom Podcasts. And the link on Race Chaser Pod also has lots of resources and places to donate money and time in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, and a link to AAPIP.org to help combat increased anti Asian violence. Get the vax, wear a mask, wash your hands, and stay safe and healthy out there. Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week with more prepping, <laughs> steaming. <laughs> Boiling hot Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. 